0: Can I ask you is something Go, go on. Who's, who's the hottest Muppet
1: Hottest Muppet Is it uh, Janice Janice Who's Janice she's, I'll show you A picture of her there Oh She's a vegetarian
0: That's I, I know you can't see this But you should see The little smile On his face When he found out She's a vegetarian <laughs> He just licked his lips
1: I didn't licked. lick my lips You did listener. lick your lips I did not Lick what my lips What did you do so What do you call that My lips Had become Momentarily dry In the world of conspiracies the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust, Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan, or as they prefer to be called, The Unexplained Legends. In 1994, in rural Zimbabwe, a group of schoolchildren witnessed one of the most credible UFO sightings ever recorded. Surely a case of overactive imaginations. Or was it? This week on Unexplained Legends, the aerial UFO incident.
0: Alright, what are we doing today? Give it to us.
1: Say right. Today's episode... not Alien not, adjacent. It's it's touching the alien, and it, it's in it. It's in the alien. Would you like me to tell you of a weird encounter I had? Just before that, oh, we'll introduce ourselves. I'm Dennis Len. I'm Roger O'Sullivan, and welcome to Unexplained, Unexplained Legends. Legends. Now, tell me about your encounter, Dennis. You've kn- so, okay, first of all, give me a gauge, like a, a heating gauge of how cold... Hot. H- hot. You're hot on hot. aliens. You, you, sorry. <laughs> you thought I was just asking your temperature.
0: <laughs> no, what I thought you were going to ask me is, judging from this incident, how would you measure it from like unexplained to explained? And I would say that it's probably like an 8 unexplained. I have no idea. Very, very strange. Okay. My dad used to smoke outside the house. Yes. Right, so... The then, ganja? Uh, no, no ganja. Um, But he used to just smoke. Carols is what he used to smoke. But when we were out there one night, right, when I was passive smoking with him, he went inside and I was trying to smoke a couple of butts and... I saw blue light as fast as a kind of a, a torch, mm. but a blue circular light. No explanation, and it didn't change like a torch would change. It didn't like cast shadows. It didn't do anything like that. And it was like speeding around the sky and then it came onto like the house. And a wall and flew around the place. No idea what it was. Like, as in, you, you might think this is just a silly story to tell. No, whatever. I
1: don't think that.
0: I can remember that clearly. That's as day.
1: freaking me out. Because years ago, on a forum I used to read, talking about UFO experiences, and on the forum, somebody mentioned that they lived in the countryside and they were once sat in their bed as a kid with the blinds open. <laughs> First mistake. And uh, wanking away. Uh, blinds open and. <sighs> as a kid. <laughs> Fine teenager And a blue light Was projected in Onto the floor And then Moved along the room Up their bed Until it got On their forehead And then they don't remember Anything else after that
0: How did they know It was on their forehead
1: To be fair to their story a Little bit of conjecture With the whole forehead thing Nothing like sitting In my rural bed With the blinds drawn Oh god It's, it's an ominous Blue light it's it's moving towards my bed. It's making its way up my body. It's, it's at my eyes now. And, uh, well, I can only assume it's now at my forehead. Can't really track it any anymore. Uh, are you familiar with the aerial school sighting in Zimbabwe? You know what, Roger? This might shock you. I've never heard of that. The, explain that first of all it's also known as the the rua R, rua or or uwa how would you pronounce that
0: rua but, but i guess that this is you know one of their languages so is it or is it an english word
1: it's a place in zimbabwe
0: okay well then all bets are off we've no okay, idea how to pronounce
1: we probably that. said that wrong and we apologize yeah, Fair but enough.
0: we are going to continue to pronounce yes, it like that.
1: It down. will come up a few more times in the mm. notes. So, so brace yourself. So what this is, is many people cite this as, and by many people in this case, it's not my usual many people. This is like the BBC. And is it
0: actually the BBC? Yeah. Okay, continue with the sentence. You, this I'm,
1: I'm really excited about this off a cliff. I'm really excited about telling you about this one. You'll never sleep again, actually, after I tell you this. <laughs> Great. So... Oh, maybe I don't want to do this one then. Many sources, including the BBC, have said that this is the most credible UFO experience that has ever been documented. When you say experience, what does that mean? It means people have experienced a UFO or an alien interacting with them. And they're saying this is the most credible event. I say credible. They probably say most unexplainable. So they're saying they can't explain it at all.
0: Yeah. Like, because with most of the other ones, you can explain why it happened, but this one they're saying is too spooky.
1: Well, I don't believe th- that you can explain the other ones either. Yeah, we're well, just on this, like... On this one. Taking the party line on this so one. So, who are the other people? We got the Beeb. Did you make that up? I didn't make up the BBC one. Okay. And then just a bunch of other ones. All
0: right, okay. So, CBS.
1: Probably, yeah. All right, okay. Nice. And anyone else? Uh, The Dairy Foundation. We'll stick to the, the old lamestream narrative. Are you ready for that? Mm-hmm. On September 16th, 1994, there was a UFO sighting outside of Rua, Zimbabwe. 62 students at the aerial school, aged between 6 and 12, claimed they saw one or more silver crafts descend from the sky, land on the field near the school, and then have individuals exit the crafts. A silver craft. Silver craft. Like a, like a plane? Uh, are you familiar with the piece of crockery known as a saucer? <laughs> I've had I've had a couple of encounters with it. Well, i I would go more in the saucer direction. Do you know well. why, they're, why they're always saucers? Why are they saucer shaped? Uh, there's a few theories about that. I bet there is. Yeah. But- One of them is that that's just the way they're shaped. To, to, like, one of them is that they're interdimensional and that they're them being saucer-shaped makes them easier to, to slip through the cracks between dimensions. That's one. To slip through the cracks.
0: So they have to be saucer-shaped.
1: Have to be, yeah. They've been designed Like a fit. mouse,
0: like going through a wall, kind of.
1: That's a really good way to think about it, yeah. Mm. Another one would be that um, it has uh, significance, cultural significance to their... That's always
0: your bullshit one. That's always your bullshit one because you can't you can't even argue that. No, I, uh, you all, no, you always say that. You always go like, oh well you see, right? It's different to what we might do because it might be culturally significant to them. Might be. Might be.
1: Hard to argue with that.
0: But why don't you why don't you argue it from like um you know a physics point of view, like a, a grounded physics point of view.
1: Okay, okay. I'll I'll toss out all one right, based on. around that. Toss um, it out. the anti-gravitational drives that they use. Mm-hmm. They work better when the ship is saucer-shaped. <laughs> Great. Does that, does that sound fair to you? And so
0: in Zimbabwe, what, what was the description of the craft that landed?
1: The, the description of the craft was... It was a... Two wings. No, it was a... It was a so, I'm not, I'm not ma- making this up. It was a saucer-based... Uh, like you're your traditionally saucer UFO. based, it's a, yeah. They all said saucer based. They said they said that if you had a giant teacup, this is the way they put it. If you had a giant teacup, you would rest it upon this thing. If you if you took like a teacup from like the waltzers or something like that. If we
0: we're to get really into it though, like saucer shift is not really what it is, is it? It's like two saucers. No,
1: actually, yeah. You, you're you it's like a saucer on
0: the bottom and a saucer on the top.
1: Do you know what it's actually really like? It's really like if you ever had one of those sweets. I know exactly what you're talking about. The UFOs. About? yeah yeah it's really like that
0: yeah that's interesting because they are UFOs
1: that's true Chicken can you say egg.
0: something is like the shape of the thing that it already is like I could say you're very Roger shaped
1: hard to argue with that so, oh so you're not you're not going with me on the them being UFO shaped okay what, what else in case in case any of our audience members no thought. I'm just I'm just saying that it's saying it's saucer shaped but saucer doesn't even that's I just think that's they're not saucer shaped What what's your take on them what, what would you describe them as then
0: well I mean it's not my it's not my place to do it but if I was anything to describe it as, I'd say double saucer shaped with one on top. Do you know what I mean? So like the saucer, correct ways on the bottom, and then you turn one on top. Do you know yeah. when you put like a plate on your dinner? Like on top? Oh, of yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's not a saucer shaped. This drives me mad.
1: I think that there's a tiny chance that maybe originally it was described the way you described it.
0: Yeah, but they had to describe it that way. And they just said, let's just go with saucer.
1: They'll go saucer. Instead of double saucer. Because that's confusing in print yeah
0: is inverted saucer is that the wrong thing that would be almost but actually incorrect yeah i know you
1: know because you still you still have the normal one as well
0: well no you need that one on the bottom but i'm just saying like how do you describe it anyway so these children yes because they are children six to twelve saw something land in a field and they're saying saucer shaped how far away were they from the saucer when they saw land incredibly close Incredibly close? Yeah. Like as close as I am to you now, which is like a meter?
1: No, probably not that close.
0: Okay. So like across the street?
1: Say two, three meters. Two, three
0: meters? No way. Oh, three or four. Two two or three and three or four. One of them is the same number, so it's not that. Three three or four. Honestly, four four meters away.
1: Yeah. So the, uh, the sighting at Ariel... Which is tw- twenty-two kilometers southeast of uh, the capital of Zimbabwe, and at the time of the incident, it, it was like little more than just a, an agricultural crossroads. So, like, it's not very, not a very developed area. But the sighting occurred at ten a.m. Uh, on the morning of September sixteenth, nineteen ninety-four, and the pupils were on their mid-morning break. All of the adult faculty were inside having a meeting at the time. So nobody supervising them. No, should have had a supervisor. To be fair though In 1994 They kind of You'd just get away With that kind of stuff She would spend The whole day outside Sure sure, we'd spend The whole day outside It was much better Our our mums Well well, when we were younger What they'd do is They'd send us out the door With a big wooden spoon They'd get a giant wooden spoon And they'd hit us on the ass At the threshold Of of the door And they'd go Don't you come back now
0: Yeah and they'd give you A potato into your pocket And some butter And they would say That's yours now for the day
1: And we'd walk around Wouldn't we we walk around Ball legged Ball legged From our arse Being broken with spoons (laughs) And we'd walk around the bucolic world populated with uh, befrocked pedophiles. Yeah. In, in every in every Everyone big coughing church. TB on yeah. each other. That's it Have you ever heard the story about t- the TB vaccinations in Cork? No. Is it an exciting fun story? Um, no, probably not. Actually, the Cork had a like shockingly high rate of resistance to TB, like, like given the percentage of like vaccinations or or inoculations or whatever whatever you do to prevent TB. So. Despite having, like, the same percentage of coverage of that as, like, other parts in Ireland, Cork just had particularly, like, above the immunity rating that seemed to be suggested from from the amount that we were inoculated. So what they decided to do was to do, like, a trial run. They assumed that there must be something environmental that was, like, reducing the rate that TB was being transferred. So they just discontinued for period of a few years and uh it just shot way up geez that's uh, a big surprise isn't it yeah it, w- it was just an absolute fluke there there was nothing back in school i got
0: a you remember when we get like meningitis injections yes yeah and uh, back they'd in inject sc- us with meningitis yeah i mean thinking back now that was crazy but they <laughs> it was simpler times we had to go down to the library and uh, get the injections but i was out this day for some reason so i didn't get it and then I had to go get it to the doctor. But unfortunately, in the days after people had got the injections into their arms, they had some adverse reactions in their arms. So it was like very like rashy and swollen and stuff. So when I went into the doctor, I rolled up my sleeve and I said, what, put it in there? And he goes, oh, no, we can't put it into your arm. No, they've had some very bad reactions. And he gave me a big injection into my arse. <laughs> like cheek, obviously.
1: Not not the center, No, the not, centerfold. No,
0: the centerfold. <laughs>
1: When you were going to get your vaccine last year. Yeah. You uh, you asked them to do the same thing, didn't you? Yeah, I was used to it. Yeah. <laughs> so imagine this, right? They're out mid they're out at small break, as we used to call it back in the day. Mm-hmm. You're out at small break. what, what big craft comes out? you're playing what, what, what are you, you play as small break fucking running after
0: each other punching each other in the arm whatever that game's called bullying we used to bully uh, everyone
1: so you just bully each other pretty much did, did you did you find that small break i always found even as a kid i found it, it had a tinge of melancholy what do you mean small break i thought had a tinge of melancholy because it was like oh it's not actually big enough to have a full
0: we weren't allowed out for small break i don't think Really? Yeah, we weren't allowed out on 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 the yard. I think we were only allowed out in that for lunchtime, no, like for we, a big break.
1: No. Hmm. No, we were uh we were allowed.
0: Can I tell you another incident that happened? Yes, please. Uh, it's do, yeah. pretty spooky. Okay. We were one day, you know, cuz it's kind of, it kind of gives you an idea of like children's reactions to seeing something like kind of spooky and weird. We were upstairs on the second floor of our school one morning all lining up, you know, you line up outside the classroom, and uh we looked out the window. Well, mm. sorry, one guy looked out the window kevin and he said oh my god look at that oh my god right and so if you look out the window there's a yard and then there's a shed at the back like um you know a shed with a bench in it not like a a tool shed and then over on the right is a kind of a grassy area and that was fenced off and we looked over and there was a man just by the schoolyard yeah right next to the school Uh, and and not only that pyramids of stuff out there out of out of
1: curiosity Did you tell any of the teachers? The kids were screaming.
0: Like, it didn't take long for the teachers to be alerted to what was happening. But I want you to go on the shoes of that man. Go on. Who somehow thinks that he's taking a secret shit behind a shed. Yeah. And then probably hundreds of kids and faculty members are screaming at him as you're taking that shit.
1: Did did he hear it? Uh, Yeah, I know he did, yeah. Oh, well... He didn't stop. You can't. Come on. He didn't stop. How could you stop? He was mid-log. Yeah. But I will say it.
0: I can remember that as clear as day. So, like, even though I was a child or whatever, you know, people might discount this as six to twelve-year-olds' odd oh, imaginations running wild. I can remember that clear as day.
1: It sticks with you. The we're back in we're back in the schoolyard. Mm-hmm. Saucer comes down. The entire incident lasts about fifteen minutes. When the children return to class, they tell the teachers, but the teachers just dismiss them. They just say, "You're you're Egypt. They go, "What are you on about?" That's what they, that's what they say to them. They grab them by the shoulders and they give them a shake and they go. You're, you're gone mad man and then the kids went home to their parents and it was so widely spread to the parents like all of the kids told their parents what they saw that the parents actually came back into school the next day and said to the teachers why, why did you dismiss this why haven't you told us it?" the parents were absolutely freaked out by what their kids had told them
0: and so was there an investigation into this then
1: yeah oh there was it news spread straight away and it got to a local radio station uh, called uh, ZBC, where the UFO researcher Cynthia Hind learned about the incident. And then she visited the school the next day.
0: UFO researcher? Yeah. What is that? Well, Who is she employed by?
1: Um, I think she might be self-employed. Is she freelance? I think she might Most be. Most of them are freelance. Yeah, I think she's freelance in this case. And she wanted to find out more. She wanted to get there as soon as possible. And she visited the school the next day and requested to interview the children. So she went around, interviewed the children, and she got them to draw what they saw. And she reported that they all told her near identical stories. So Cynthia Hines turned up next day, interviewed all the kids, got them to tell her what happened. And then uh, draw the scene.
0: Pretty spooky results.
1: Let me show you, Dennis.
0: Do you know if this woman has been involved in any other investigations?
1: I'd say this is probably her, like... Her seminal investigation this is her big one yeah where, there, did it, where did they where did they get all the money from?
0: Where did she get that money from to just travel to Zimbabwe and live there and interview people?
1: Oh no, I think she lived in the area,
0: oh really, oh, so she's a local uh, UFO investigator
1: yeah I'll show them to you one by one, okay, and get your reaction, and then we'll put these how up. many
0: how many kids were there actually
1: sixty two i think
0: sixty two are you going to show me sixty two pictures
1: No, no, <laughs> but I'm going to do you want to go from worse to best
0: yeah just just see whatever whatever you want
1: to go all with. right I, and, and i'll put them up on um i'm gonna put them up on instagram as well on our instagram okay. i don't explain the legends but I'll, I'll show you about five sound fair yeah yeah okay
0: i'll explain as i see them
1: okay number one
0: okay all right number one hard to see at the start but it's basically classic ufo it's got legs on it it's in a forest and it's uh you know that kind of high grass yeah pretty pretty standard got you yeah to be honest though already see a problem with it. How did the UFO land in the middle of all those trees? The trees look like it's locking in the UFO. So I'm going to say not completely convinced with that picture.
1: Okay, okay. You'll you'll be surprised how consistent the trees are. Number two. Number two is, you know, when you see
0: someone get delivered a fancy dinner and then they go, voila, monsieur, and they take the top off the dinner. That's what that UFO looks like. And then the classic kind of gray man then on the right. A little bit of fire involved there maybe in the middle.
1: Uh, yeah I think that's kind of like artistic ability like zero though like that that child is going nowhere it's not very it's not really that nice Dennis decision no it's not nice. nice it's a terrible drawing you've got I've got like two more now for you after this one okay
0: this one is <laughs> it's an alien head in the middle of grass trees in the background a little bit of sun on the side and then it looks like kind of a, a, a kind of a patio Alan Titchmarch kind of designed garden in the front
1: that's pretty I, accurate, isn't it? Yeah, that's fair enough. I, I say um, Alan Titchmarsh. I weirdly associate with UFOs. Um, Did you fancy Charlie? I didn't, actually. Really? No, I didn't. I thought she would have been right up your street, though. No. no, she she wasn't. This next one. Do you want the creepiest one last? Yeah, creepiest one last. Okay, in that case, then, this one is easily, hands down, when I show you this one, you're going to go, yeah, like, that That kid has talent that's pretty good the trees are
0: great trees are great that looks like a kid looking at the ufo actually in the middle ufo looks like kind of a submarine kind of a classic like um 1960s drawn submarine it's got a lot of portholes on it uh which might in this case actually be lights but uh it looks pretty cool
1: well yeah i'd go with you on that i'd say that those portholes are kind of like the kids misunderstanding of it is that an alien
0: or is that the kid looking at the ufo
1: i think that's the kid looking at the ufo but it could be looking at it now he could be walking out from it okay the so? rest
0: of them have been like point of view of the person this is like nearly behind the shoulder versus. yeah
1: it, it, yeah this is like third person i'll show you this and i'll see if this this doesn't send shivers up your ears.
0: wow that is it's an alien with lips <laughs> it's an alien with lip fillers it seems this is the big one
1: does that not freak you out?
0: No, really. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just a man with, like, no eyes uh, and lips. Actually, do you know what is strange, though? It's a flat nose. Like, as in, like, no nose, just nostrils. No nose, yeah.
1: Do you know why that is? No. Some people believe that UFOs are actually genetically modified humans. Or, like, or actually genetically modified is the wrong way to put it. It's probably better to say that they're biological androids, kind of. Okay. That they've made, like fleshy robots that fly around their machines so that's why they're so featureless is that they're kind of made as like oh they're kind of
0: like cyborg kind of things but they, but humanoids have made them
1: humanoids have made them so they're yeah. not
0: like a representation of the actual alien race they're just like their worker piece
1: yes yeah that's a good way of thinking mm. about it. yeah android i shouldn't have said android i knew that was going to send you off in the wrong direction get android out of there more like like kind of um clones drones okay that kind of area all yeah. right i like that you, you you So what do you, what do you make of those? I think that like I
0: think any child could draw them. Can you remind me what year this was?
1: Nineteen
0: ninety four. Nineteen ninety four. So any uh, big. Keep m- in
1: mind, rural Zimbabwe. I think it's fair to say that they weren't exposed to your kind of classic UFO stuff.
0: So they would never seen any grey man stuff before.
1: No, I don't think so. A lot of the kids said that they'd never seen that. Did they really say that? They did.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. Well, in that case, that's kind of you think. I think that's kind of interesting then, but we really don't know that, and I don't think you do either.
1: No, I, I do
0: think I know that, yeah. But would they not have any, like, books or anything on aliens? Maybe books, but no drawings or descriptions. You have no idea whether or not there's a, a drawing of a grey man in any of the alien books they read. I'm willing to go out on a limb. You see, my problem here is, right, All right go on. if you were a kid, yes. and you were, like, the popular kid, or a couple of you were the popular kids, and you said, oh, helicopter lands... And you say, oh my God, that's UFOs, right? That's a UFO. It's an alien spaceship. We don't know what that is, right? And if you're going along the lines of like the Zimbabwean um, kids not being exposed to much or maybe much moderate and stuff, maybe, yeah. couldn't something land there that they would ascribe to as being, or, you know, would, would would identify then as in their terms, definitely a UFO. They don't know what it is, but couldn't it have just been, um, you know, a Harrier jump jet or something?
1: I think it's 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 as unbelievable to think a Harrier jump jet just came down. Why? I just think that's ludicrous.
0: But wouldn't there wouldn't there be a better chance of having fighter jets like in the African continent than there would have, you know, an alien spaceship? Are you honestly saying that it would be... It, it's more actually likely for an alien spaceship to land than a Harrier jump jet? Uh,
1: yes. I, I honestly am. You know, why are you working those odds up from? Because you'd... Because what are the chances of that landing... And uh, nobody hearing it. What? How, How could, could that land? hearing it.
0: What are you talking about? How
1: could that land? And all who the, said they didn't hear it. The teachers inside. They didn't hear anything outside.
0: Oh, so it was it silently landed.
1: Yeah, fifteen minutes turnaround time. Fifteen minutes. It landed. Came out. Spoke to the kids. Went they back spoke in, to the kids. It spoke to the kids. All right. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, I'm I'm back. If there was no noise after the thing, then I'm back. Then I'm back on board with it. This was... Did the a- kids say it was silent? E- yes. Did it?
1: Came down silently, yeah. I think that this will give Was you- it a hot air balloon or anything, no? Or like a... Yeah. No.
0: No, it was Okay. No, because yeah. you saw the pictures. Well, yeah, I know. The kids' drawings. We have no idea.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to trust them on this. Okay, fair well, enough. I don't know why they would make it up.
0: But, you know, but if, if, if the popular kids said that it was a certain thing or whatever, they said, oh, that's right. aliens, I th- can then t- they'd all go along with
1: it. I can tell you, right? First of all, kids, not very impressionable two things i was one of the popular kids i was the popular kid i'd say were you a cool kid i was a, i was a cool what kid. age i would say from i would say from six to twelve all right i'm gonna catch you out right go on if you were the cool kid yeah. at that
0: age you had a nickname what was it
1: nickname um no say what it is say what it is my nickname say say it you know what it is boy george boy george <laughs> boy george wow yeah that's great why did you have that nickname because uh, he was considered the the height of cool in the school really what age are you uh at this time i was six to twelve. six to 12. six to twelve yeah when in like 1982 we were it, my school was going through kind of like an 80s revivalist moment
0: okay yeah you're a little bit behind
1: no, no, we were actually ahead of anything. Oh, you
0: this is your second time around.
1: Yeah, yeah, so we were like we do you know the way everyone But if it's your second fucking no, time around, then you would have experienced it the first time. No, no, everyone's getting into the 80s now. Yeah. Fair to say, yeah. Everyone's getting into the 80s now. We were getting into the 80s in the 90s. So we were getting into the 80s before people were getting into the 80s. Oh, uh, again.
0: Yes. Before they did it again. Before
1: they did it again, yeah. All right, so you call Boy George.
0: Nice. Yeah, Boy George, yeah. Yeah, did you have a uh, did you did you have, like what made you cool?
1: Used to wear a lot of uh, like new wave type makeup. Where did you get that from? You lived out in the country in Ireland. Uh, I used to mainly steal it off my mom. Yeah, was she into that kind of scene, or were yeah, you just my, yeah, using what she had? No, no, no. She, my mom, uh, my mom just constantly dressed like somebody from um, from the Human League. Really? Yeah. She still has that air about her. Yeah. So I, I was really that's what I was doing back then. That's really cool. Man. Yeah, and I used to do this thing where, where if I was going somewhere and like my my entourage was following me, Joe my um my my group, I'd say, uh, come, what were on, their come names? on, come on, come what on, what were you called collectively? I'm or sure you had a name. The Chameleons. The Chameleons. Yeah. Nice. Which actually ties into what, what I was about to say. Which I'd say, come on come on come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, Chameleons. If if we were going somewhere. I don't get it. It's uh. I'll show you a song later. Okay. blow your mind. Nice. The, uh, the, it's like, I feel like Marty McFly going, uh, your kids are going to love that one. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right, cool. So the kids are drawing shit pictures. They're uh,
1: not shit pictures. Uh, Roger. All right.
0: I'm telling you, you know, right? They're shit.
1: I, okay. Right. I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out now on a limb in wrong phrase. I didn't mean that. What I meant to say is coming into this. I was like, "This is so open shot." You've shown
0: me, right, a group of fucking pictures that kids have drawn. That's your evidence so far. Yeah, like I and some nutcase case investigator.
1: Now why is why is Christina Hines? Uh, you, had,
0: did you know her before this? Does she, has she done anything, any other sort of research? She's work?
1: very reputable within the UFO reporting community because of what? because of this. incident. Because of this, yeah
0: okay so she goes and she interviews the kids and she says draw she probably said draw a flying saucer draw, draw a flying saucer you saw
1: why would she say and that And she said
0: on oh, here are some materials as well on aliens while you're drawing it
1: i don't think that that would uh, i i just think knowing what i know about her
0: what do you know about her right
1: i know that she's very credible and you know no, nothing about her and no, knowing what i know about her <laughs> you know to do that would completely destroy her credibility so why would she do it so if, if, if this craft
0: did land and it was talking to 6 to 12 year olds, yeah. right? Okay. Like, let's, let's put it into Ireland or the UK or something, mm-hmm. right? Lad's out playing in the playground. Two men come up and talk to them. Yeah. Right? After getting out of a craft. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that's going to prompt an investigation? By a UFO researcher or by the police?
1: UFO researcher, I'd say. <laughs> of course. I would say it would be good to get, even, even if the police were getting involved in that. I would say it would be good to at least have a UFO researcher on board, Mm. just uh, just for balance, (laughs) like pedo aliens. We don't. Well, no, actually, I think it's it's unfair to say that about these aliens because these aliens. No, no, these aliens. Until until stuff comes out, right? These aliens are actually uh, good guys, seemingly. Oh, do we have proof of that? So these are the basic details of the sightings, right? That were throughout all the kids' stories. One or more silver objects, usually described by the kids as discs. It's actually a good description as well, probably a bit better than saucers. Appeared in the sky. Then they floated down to a field of brush and some small trees just outside the school property. Then between one and four creatures with big eyes and dressed all in black exited the craft and approached the children. At this point, many of the children ran, but some, mostly older pupils, stayed and watched the approach. According to the interviews, the creatures then telepathically communicated with the children, sent them an environmentalist message, telling them that we have to look after the planet, or we're going to end up... It's going to end up in rack and ruin. And then they got back in their craft and they flew away. Yeah, a couple of out? things okay
0: go on how long did we spend discussing the children describing it as saucers and now you're telling me it's discs
1: um
0: 10 minutes was it 10 15 minutes maybe
1: I would say it was definitely <laughs> no longer than the incident lasted for 15 minutes and I don't feel like we spent the link of the it was half an incident half an incident alright so they yeah. described it as discs discs my they, bad on that they also said my bad they were dressed they were dressed in all, black all in black yeah what does that mean um like black suits they were in black suits. they no, no suit like, like 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 uh, spacesuits. Space suits Yeah, black space. Is suits. that what they meant? That's what they meant. We saw the drawings.
0: That doesn't matter. I'm just like they're describing them as being dressed in all black. Did they describe how they were? How the rest of that was dressed? Like, was it? Was it obvious that it was a suit on top of them? Was it part of them?
1: Good question. I they had big eyes. Keep that in mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what?
1: Brilliant, great, yeah. But they big. How eyes. do I
0: look? You look great. Keep in mind, you've got big eyes.
1: <laughs> no, well, my point about the big eyes, right, is that they have big eyes, so it, they they can't have just been like indistinguishable, dressed in black, head to toe. Like, it's not like a morph suit. It's not like a. I, mor- I'm, my point is, they're just sketchy on the details.
0: You know, if if there's a UFO investigator there,
1: I think I think what they meant, <coughs> my personal take on it, is like they were wearing. Something that, along the lines of, like, let's say, a wetsuit, skin tight, black. Any sort of piping down the side? May they don't mention this, but like maybe like a white trim offsetting it. Did you ever wear rip-off pants? Yes. Did you <laughs> as a as a kid? You're saying yeah. where you could
0: like yeah, you could unbutton them all on the sides. Yeah, and you could rip them off. Yeah. What were they about? Why did why why did we have them? What was the point?
1: I think that they came off the back. Of either a huge misunderstanding in the factory they then had to be pe- passed off the guy to thought he was
0: making a jacket when he was actually on the pants line
1: yeah and he's halfway through and he goes oh he's and then he, he he nervously turns to the person next to him and he goes hey uh, listen um is there any is there any such thing as button up button up uh, jogging pants and the guy just goes no they sound that sounds weird." and he goes oh god oh fuck could you take the whole pants off I can't remember uh, I remember it being that you could kind of you could make them into a flare to the point of your knee. I think you could go way further than that, further than your I knee. Think,
0: I think you at least could go up to the hip. I thought it, I thought it was just like you basically just go up to the waistband.
1: Yeah, Get, you're getting confused with something you might have seen like a Chippendale dancer wear or something. No, I'm not getting confused with this. Uh, my my question for you is: Did you ever have trousers that um that you? Z- oh, by the way, for UK listeners, when we say pants, we mean trousers or like. Yeah, get yeah. used to it. Yeah, did you ever have you know jogging pants like a- a- Adidas jogging pants that had a zip along the knee? A zip along the knee. Yeah, so you could open it up and like it'd be kind of like a moat. You could you could um you could zip off the lower half, so it'd become shorts. Oh, I did. Yes, I did have them.
0: I did have yeah. them. Only one pair, I'd say though.
1: I I had um I had two pairs of I Adidas tracksuits growing up. You know what? Actually, there's a good chance knowing my mother and the kind of upbringing we had good chance that they were not adidas but Deidora. no 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 they but they were definitely let's just say they were designed to bear more than a passing resemblance to adidas oh yeah get a little knockoff pair might have been might have been a d missing might have been an a missing somewhere yeah well, ass a, a, ass Didas is what they were <laughs> ass d ass uh, they were uh, and like two pairs. Base color of the pairs was like a, a a navy. Yeah. And then what? Then like the highlighted part of it. Incre- well, on one pair, incredibly bright green. Oh, standard. And the other pair, incredibly bright red. And they were like my fi- and I had a matching uh, like that was a whole like shell suit type thing. Did
0: you think you were kind of a little bit anime when you were in that?
1: Uh, at the time, I wouldn't have known what anime was. But I bet you felt like it. I probably it was if uh, it was probably a feeling yeah. The, I I probably felt like I was um Evangelion unit unit 1 and unit unit uh, 2. We're very close
0: to those to those trousers now. Pretty what, much back.
1: Do you, what I bought? is it? Are you talking about the or did it, I'm coming back? I actually fashion. wasn't talking about what you oh. bought,
0: but what you bought is very close to what you just described.
1: So not far off it, is it. Yeah. The, uh, uh, do you think I'm really good hang in those pants? Let and a hang. It, and just just to confirm as well. Because I know listeners will be wondering that was a hard right turn immediately after my new wave period. Oh yeah, I like rebranded then as like you went sporty spice. Yeah, big hero of yours. You you not think I'm joking, but Sporty Spice was uh, easily my favorite Spice Girl. Really, she was the one I fancied growing up. Yeah, I I find that very easy to believe. Why why is that so easy? That's your type. Sporty Spice is my type. Yeah. What what what, what do you, what's my type then? Well, I can't reveal what your type is. Okay, okay.
0: But the, you know, a certain thing going on. Come on, pick my spice girl, and then we get back. You, to You're it.
1: a spice. Yeah. I'd say, would you be a scary man? A
0: Scary man? No, not a scary spice.
1: Okay, uh, scary spice is probably my second favorite. I'd say the. I like scary spice. Uh, very uh, very liberal with her bra wearing. Don't know what that means. Don't don't I do I do.
0: Yeah. Uh, the, Everyone does. So. Uh, victoria no the ginger one the ginger one the best one jerry halliwell come on jerry halliwell get over yourself will you
1: what's her spice name ginger ginger spice yeah oh right okay you didn't even know that no i always um i guess she's one of the few ones that she's managed to claw back her real name i
0: tell you who's a who's a problematic one to fancy who baby spice
1: yeah that's that is that's weird people used to be mad into baby spice as well Real freaks, real freaks. Like, like who? You, ba- you must have known some. No, Baby Spice. Listen, right. When what we were-
0: about the chameleons? I bet you there's a couple of Baby Spice fanciers in that crew.
1: They that would have been allowed. We were we were all very young, six to twelve, as previously stated. You Baby Spice, Baby Spice, yeah. Ba- baby Spice was an adult woman. I need to remind you, Dennis. <laughs> but what i'm saying I is can't that, remember okay. what i'm saying is uh, it was you you're just to just to give you a refresh on the on uh, baby spice it wasn't a woman dressed as a giant baby if that's what you're recalling
0: <laughs> yeah man names are for names i remember scary spice they like kind of scarecrowish sporty spice kind of like a derby ball
1: you know a derby ball you know, get them in blue and white i think you're getting uh, you're like hy- hybridizing this somehow with um what's it called the wizard of oz No, I'm not.
0: I I, I need to confirm or just reveal something as well. And I know this might be difficult for some people that suffer from this as well. But I do actually have a serious affliction called literal memory. So (laughs) I remember everything literally by their names, which is unfortunate, but it's obviously coming you know to the fault here now
1: uh, it, it's interesting to see how fallible memory can be, so what do you make of the telepathic communication anything I like, like that? that I really like that I love telepathic stuff,
0: but i but it makes me feel uneasy because it because that that's one step away from from mind
1: control so you don't like the fact that they just like kind of uh, went into their minds without asking them yeah, inserted themselves into the into the child's head like that's <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> but they were doing it for they were doing it to, to give them a good message, well couldn't they just speak to them? no no. Because they, they don't have it's mouths. They, they do. We <laughs> saw it in the picture, you fucking hack. No, no, they have mouths, but they don't have tongues. I saw lips. They don't what have tongues. Those? They don't, they don't have, have tongues. No.
0: Why do they have mouths then?
1: So that they don't appear as terrifying as terrifying. You as told they me they
0: made them as replicants of the humanoids.
1: Yeah, that's why they have mouths. Just it's, to it's, fit the bill. It's like the way, it's like how men have nipples. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? What? It's like the way that... Um, we don't have Nipples. But do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, yeah. All right, so it's just kind of left over. So what you're saying is that like, depending on what gender they kind of turn out of, they'll get a tongue or not, or they'll have a tongue, but they just won't have any use in it.
1: Uh, just I Just be used for stimulation. Uh, no, I just think that the, the mouths were just left over in the DNA and they didn't get rid of that when they were making the alien clone drones. <laughs> <laughs> <The> clone <laughs>
0: drones. They
1: just said, leave that
0: in. They said, oh, Jesus, yeah. I'm after leaving the tongue in. And he goes, ah, oh, it doesn't matter.
1: Yeah, it's like that. It's like that. Oh, thing, sorry, no tongue. No tongue, but, but but lips. And they just thought, wait,
0: Oops. if it's the nipple thing, they still have a tongue.
1: No, no, they don't. They don't have tongues. No, You forget, just, no, you forget just the said nipple heads, thing. Forget right? the nipple thing. Okay, I, I'm going with the DNA clone thing. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're uh we're just coming up to a little uh, a little pivot now. I think. You're really playing down these kids like what they're on about, it and and uh, so you're you've told me now that you don't you, you christina Hines, not credible enough for you, no no she's so you were just saying you just
0: told me a random person that's it, okay, no background on her nothing
1: and is there is her gender playing any role in that massive <laughs> <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I thought I'd wrong foot you with that what if i give you some other people
0: yeah just tell us where it goes from this so we, we right. we've we've got the the teachers not believing the parents report it, this person investigates it and now we've just heard what happened yeah men in black clothes approaching children yes telepathically yeah. communicating with the children
1: so some other people went out to investigate as well one such person was the bbc's like zimbabwe correspondent tim leach he visited the school on september 19th so what's that, three days after, to film interviews with pupils and staff. And an interview with Hind, actually, as well, Christina Hind. After investigating this incident, Leach claimed, in quotation marks, I could handle war zones, but I could not handle this. He said that what he captured from the children was so chilling to him, the stories being so consistent, that it was one of the most disturbing things he'd ever investigated in his time as a BBC correspondent.
0: Wow, well, I've I've got a conspiracy theory on this. So, let's say you are climate change worried. What the hell do you what's the opposite of a climate change denier? <laughs> what okay. if you just believe in
1: it? Climate change believer, I guess.
0: climate change believer. So, a climate change believer. In yeah. fairness, there's a good couple over in your camp Cl- who deny climate
1: it. change fan, let's say. Climate change fan, yeah. right? Fan of
0: climate change. Right. If you're a fan of climate change and you say we really need to get we need to get this on the map let's orchestrate this whole thing so we can get climate change on the map and get people thinking about it kind of sounds like there could be a conspiracy within a conspiracy here
1: i'll counter that that's coming from your modern perspective of how much we now know about climate change and how big an issue it is now when was this this is 1994
0: haven't they been saying this since like pretty much at least the 1960s
1: yes well okay fine i'll take that in that case why would they do this if we've known about it for so long, why would they do this?
0: Because back then it wasn't as widely known, and it wasn't an issue. So they wanted to make it a big issue.
1: Oh, right, I'll go back to my original, <laughs> my original point. My original point was going to be the reason why it's such a big issue now is because the aliens knew it was going to be important, and they went back to warn us.
0: Could not that just be people doing that to create a.
1: No, I think I think it, I think that. Do, th- do you think it's
0: more likely or less likely? Do you think it was more likely it was aliens, or more likely it was a human
1: stunt? If it's one or two kids saying this. I could see the stunt narrative you were creating, but sixty-two kids.
0: Why does that make a difference?
1: It's just that's over the, th- the threshold for what I'm willing to just push Do it. under the carpet. <laughs> Fifteen kids, I think maybe. Okay? Why, why does that matter to it kids? being
0: a hoax or not? If it's just carried off well, why does it matter the number of kids?
1: I don't believe you could carry off a hoax that well. It would have come out by now.
0: Why? And you know when they say telepathic, like were they not just muttering and they just kinda
1: no, no? It was it was in their heads. They described it as. All right, okay. That's a right. good point as well. Telepathic couldn't hoax that. There you go. Very good, man. Yeah. You got on there. Hard to argue with that.
0: Again, most frustrating part of this podcast is giving you the answers.
1: Well, I think I have all the answers. Thank you very much. But that November, Harvard University professor of psychology, uh, John Mack, you familiar with him? No. Placeful nice name. Uh, yes. He visited the aerial school to interview the witnesses. And throughout the 1990s, Mack had, had investigated UFO sightings and had a particular interest in in the alien abduction phenomenon his big project was interviewing these alien abductees and trying to treat them through like analytical analytical psychology clinical treating them in a clinical setting and trying to actually you know trying to take these people at face value and see what he could glean from like what was causing this or could we get any truth from this or you know is he able to pick this apart and figure out if it's actually coming from something else so that was like his big project as a
0: And so he went over for the big scoop then in Zimbabwe. And what did he come up with?
1: Well, he came out, uh, he investigated all the fifth graders. These were the common points that came out. They warned something was going to happen. The pollution must be stopped. And uh, one 11-year-old girl told Mac, I think they want people to know that we're actually making harm on this world and we mustn't get too technological, is the way she said it. She was a kid. Um, Idiot. And one child said that they were told that the world was going to end unless we took care of the planet. So they told the kids different things? No. No, they told all the kids the same things. But they they kind of just probably took little... You know, each took their own little bits from it.
0: Interesting. So they came out with 62 different stories.
1: No. They're all on, like, the same topic, pretty much. You'll find this interesting. is that This is what I was going to say about, uh, about John Mack. Is that he was actually... Uh, he was investigated in harvard medical school school they attempted to get him removed because some psychiatrists said that oh he shouldn't be looking into this that he shouldn't be in meeting with these people meeting with alien abductees and talking to them as if their experiences are real they said that he was doing more harm than good would you be
0: happy mm-hmm. if these things turned out to be like government cover-ups would that would that still scratch that conspiratorial itch for you?
1: What What do you mean by like? Let's
0: say this is a government craft, and it's all covered up. CIA lads, two black suits. CIA men
1: in black. To be honest, I think if it came, if that came out, I'd have serious questions about whether that was a cover up about the UFOs. Oh, you think if that came out, if they admitted that, then it's definitely aliens. That might be a false narrative to cover up the UFOs. That would be my, my initial response to that. Unbelievable.
0: What's wrong with that? It never stops. It just never stops going on in circles. Well, I, I think that that's fair. Yeah, yeah you think that's fair. Staying, I think that's fair doesn't mean anything.
1: Well, in this case, it means I think it's fair. That is true. Oh, just a few more pieces of evidence before we kind of okay. get, to, get to wrapping up. Days before the incident, there had been a number of UFO sightings throughout South Africa. A few people had reported a bright fireball passing through the sky at night
0: oh so it's, it's in south africa mm. was it kind of widely reported around
1: Or oh, sorry southern africa actually sorry southern africa yeah.
0: zimbabwe is down there isn't it yeah yeah would it have been widely reported that there is all these alien craft sightings that you said the kids had no previous experience with
1: i'd say it would have been reported but for instance on that radio station it's a trap i i'd say that there's a good chance it would have been reported but that the kids it would have been unlikely the kids would have heard it unlikely i'd say unlikely What's your basis for that um i'm just thinking about how what did i know between the age of six and 12 what what had i picked up from the radio
0: were you a big radio listener then um, would you say that it's comparable that someone let's say i don't know living in the middle of zimbabwe would have the same kind of life as you would i don't know living in balancolic in cork uh
1: i lived outside of balancolic
0: well, i didn't want to name it
1: that's true uh, would have been funnier though you're going to think I'm a lunatic but I would say I already think that Rog I would say that growing up near Colchford is probably not far off from growing up near rural Zimbabwe
0: <laughs> you've been to rural Zimbabwe obviously to make that comparison in the 90s as well by the way you've been to rural Zimbabwe in the 90s
1: no no if I can see <laughs> that no but I've read an awful lot about it um, that
0: you're just like this reeks of Cochford
1: when, when this it's the sort of thing that picture happening in Colchford to be honest have you ever heard of that thing
0: main character syndrome
1: yes I have okay but but explain it for the for the listeners
0: I think it's just that thing of where you believe that you're kind of the main character in, in every situation that's happening around you
1: yeah yeah. me you're no, me specifically no, that, no
0: no that you is a universal you whether you live in Zimbabwe or Colchford that's a universal you
1: so this is the, uh, another thing to give you because um, you were asking earlier at Cynthia Hind I wasn't asking you were I was I was You were saying how Cynthia I was, sh- out? I was giving out. <laughs> okay, you were giving out about Cynthia Ong. and you said, Oh what else has she been involved in? Yeah. I forgot about this. Sorry. I know
0: you forgot about this, but you're trying to present it as a little trick. Right? But it's not a trick.
1: She she recorded other alien sightings at this time, including a daylight sighting by a young boy and his mother, and a report of an alien being seen on the road by a trucker. Where was this? Uh Southern Africa. Southern Africa. A lot of alien sightings are on there. Yeah, at that time, yeah, it was a hot, hot spot.
0: Yeah, but it could have been like culturally significant as well. A lot of people talking about it, probably.
1: I think, to be honest, I think that that really undermines the story, what, you're, you're, what you're you were know, saying.
0: You know, it's the most frustrating aspect of this, right? What? When when you are talking at the start about stuff, where I'm asking, was there any like cultural significance of aliens? You firmly believed there wasn't. Until no. you get to your own notes that pull the rug out from underneath no. your own legs.
1: No, but there there wasn't, though. These are just in the days previous.
0: Yeah, you said there was loads of sightings in southern Africa.
1: A few days beforehand, yeah. You said
0: there's a fireball in the sky.
1: Mm, yes, there was.
0: And there is an active UFO investigator in the area.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's my defence for that. Not that I should be defending myself. I would say... That I should be defending... You
0: have to defend yourself.
1: I would say... That that lends credence to the fact that there were some UFOs banging about. That's what I would think.
0: Yeah, but 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 then it knocks the shit out of your argument that the kids would have no idea, and this is why it was so special that they were able to draw these UFOs and draw these aliens with no exposure to it. But now you're presenting that the fucking place was non-stop talking about UFOs.
1: Sixty-two kids. That's a high number.
0: number Means I'm getting a pain in my stomach. I got a pain in my stomach when you said sixty-two
1: kids. That means nothing. Well, I'm going I'm to give you two little bits to, to finish off. To All right. Off, okay. Number one, in a documentary called The Phenomena," they re-interview the kids as adults.
0: When did they do this? What year?
1: I genuinely think the documentary came out 2021, I think. Oh, okay. But, but well, I think they interviewed them in like 2018. Okay. But, v- but very recent. They re-interviewed them and they said that it still sticks with them to this day. None of them have ever turned to to saying they think it's a hoax or or retracting their statements or anything as adults. Oh, okay. I like that. Some of them have leaned in the area of like, I can't explain it. You know, uh, like I can't explain it if somebody can give me a rational enough explanation. Have any of them gone on to like
0: try and implement changes into climate change or, you know, do you get what I mean.
1: Uh, one of them became an
0: artist. That'll really change things. Probably using like paint that's actually directly contributing to climate change. So none of them, none of them actually went off and you know that's 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 a big assumption that they are you know had the means and stuff to do it.
1: I don't know if any of them went into. I think a lot of them were really big on recycling. Maybe afterwards, really separated their stuff out. Like I th- you know, because you know the other way sometimes you just couldn't be cleaning a yogurt pot. But that's that's all we have to do. If we separate our stuff into the different bins, that's we're sorted. Is that, not what, is that not what those lads are protesting about? What lads? The extension rebellion stuff. Is that not... No more <laughs> extensions. No more extensions. <laughs> is, that, is that not... Is they're that, tearing down conservatories I, all over the place. Is that not what they're talking about? No, I don't think so. It's not about recycling, no? Fi- final thing for you then. This will be a bit of a okay, head alright, 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 alright. Right? Yeah. On Monday, September 27, 2004, while in London to lecture at the T.E. Lawrence Society-sponsored conference, John Mack, earlier individual, is yeah, a psychiatrist. He was killed by a drunken driver headed west on Totter Ridge Lane. Some people think that he was killed because he was getting a bit too close to the truth. And why had he discovered something recently? Some people speculate that he was about to come out with something.
0: Let me guess. Something big.
1: Something. It was going to be something S- big.
0: Saucer-shaped or disc-shaped? Disc, I'd say,
1: <laughs> in this case. What? What are your all right, look? Feelings as about
0: always, that? I'm going to be very fair about okay. this. I mean, you really you don't... went
1: hard this week. Like no, I skills. did. I
0: did. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I want breakfast extremely badly. And I think that you know, I will say, you you blew the legs off yourself in, in some of it. I mean, your legs came <laughs> came clean off like two guns into your kneecaps. You you blew them off yourself. But I will say, quite striking that they're still sticking to their story after all these years. Yeah. So I would say maybe right if someone else presented this i might have believed it <laughs> but you presenting it uh in the way that you did i think it just it really really it really you know what it went it went wrong for you <laughs> it went wrong but i don't i don't think it's completely disproven i i'm i'm on the fence with this one
1: they're like what about the tim leach guy who's he the guy who said that he could cover war zones but he couldn't handle this oh yeah that's that's weird yeah that's that's quite strange but what i will
0: what i'd like to do is Mm. uh watch that program phenom phenomenon yeah watch that and uh and see what i think afterwards i think it'd be interesting and even see the original interviews by tim leach
1: i think um which
0: i'm sure you've watched no I I, uh (laughs) don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to your podcasts You can also follow Unexplained Legends on Instagram to get some sneak peeks at upcoming episodes. And if you really like listening to the podcast, please tell your family and friends and random strangers on the street to listen to the podcast too. If you have any spooky stories or conspiracy theories you'd like us to cover on an episode of the podcast, please email us at unexplainedlegends at gmail.com.
1: up that long i've been up a fair bit to be fair
0: oh my god you're unbelievable
1: you're unbelievable you're unbelievable you're unbelievable you're un-